is that there's still people who need help right now who are curled up they're curled up on their floor right this minute people who are going to be committing suicide in a month because they just can't take it anymore and they need help so 30 to 50 million americans at least affected by the vaccines that was my estimate but I would just be telling people like, yeah, I can't feel my face today. And, you know, my today I'm having a lot of prickles, you know, and, and people would just be wouldn't even care. Um, a lot of people didn't want to hear about vaccine injuries because it just went against the narrative that vaccines are great. Inflammation. Uh, this shot is very, very pro-inflammatory. Uh, I had dozens upon dozens of patients whose inflammatory markers have doubled and tripled and quadrupled. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential exciting lifespan, but also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Deanna Klein and Jennifer Sharp coming to the program. Both of them have been doing really great work, very courageous. Jennifer Sharp has created a movie called Anecdotals, talking about the people who are suffering all on their own and nobody's helping them who have gotten vaccine, the jab. And it's a it's a great movie. And she's going to talk about that. And then I have Deanna Klein on, who is a nurse practitioner. And she has written a book about what is she seeing in her practice and how people are suffering. You know, it's about time. I know people have been talking about injuries and things, but we really got to get to what's the reality of what people are seeing on the ground and deal with these mass injuries that is really out there and being swept under the rug and ignored. And so we talk about all of that. And will we ever get to a day of reckoning? Will we have our Nuremberg Code? We're going to talk about that as well. And I hope you uh, share this. I hope you get their movie. I hope you could buy your book. I think it's something that will really help the people who are still not awake to what's really happening. It's written in a very compassionate way that isn't offensive. The book is, and so is the movie. It's meant to reach to those who are still believing the propaganda that is going on everywhere. I know it's hard not to be really angry with what's going on, 
I get that. But we have so many injured people that need help. And so that's what they're doing. And they're so courageous. I'm very proud of them. And I think you'll really like what they present today. But before we get in that, I want to remind you to go to my website at sirwestall.com. There is a solutions document for if you have had your shot and you're seeing symptoms, you should look at that solutions document. I put it together with Dr. Joe Newsman, who's a toxicologist. Unlike MDs who only have one class in pharmaceuticals and toxicology, he is whole PhD is on that. And that's about how pharmaceutical drugs affect you and different vitamins and different things that you can take affects your body. That's his whole training. That's why I focused on it with him. And uh, again, sarahwestall.com up on the front page of my website. And while you're there, make sure you look at my other affiliates. That's how I support this program. And I now have my own Substack. I've been publicizing my my stuff, my personal stuff, because sarahwestall.com has really grown beyond me. And so I put my, my stuff there, but I also now put it up on Substack, my personal stuff. And then I post so much more on sarahwestall.com. For people who regularly follow that, you'll see that it's much broader than just my work. And I want to thank you all who attended the United for Free Speech conference. It was really great. And if you still want to get tickets, you can watch any of those shows. You can watch it at unitedforfreespeech.com. We have all of that with a ticket. You can watch it. You can watch anything we do over the next year with the censored conference. And you will see, we're going to talk about censorship too. It's why people don't know what's really going on. So it's so important that we get this information out there. Okay, let's get into this great conversation with Jennifer Sharp and Deanna Klein. Hi, Deanna and Jennifer. Thank you so much for both of you joining today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be here. Well, you, you, I figured it was a great panel because Jennifer, you have a documentary that you made showing that people are suffering from the vaccine and, and they're suffering on their own. And so I, I want you to talk about that. And then Deanna, you are a nurse and you're watching uh, your patients. So before we get into this, can you, um, we'll start with you, Jennifer, and then we'll get to you, Deanna. And you wrote a book too, didn't you? Um, yes. So I, I, want, I want to talk about that, but can you, each one of you introduce who you are and what you've been working on? And Jennifer, can you start? Sure. Um, I'm Jennifer Sharp. I'm a filmmaker. I've been a filmmaker my whole life. It's my career. And I recently made the movie called Anecdotals, um, which is about those of us who are called anecdotals and not listened to in this vaccine injury hemisphere, you know, hemisphere, whatever. Um, so it's just a lot of people. I had a vaccine injury from the Pfizer vaccine. I had one shot. Luckily, my injury was mild enough that like it hasn't changed my life, but it's there. And I've ended up in support groups. I've ended up around other people who are vaccine injured and um, way worse than me who lost their jobs, who lost their houses, who can't work anymore, a surgeon who can't do surgery because of the tremors, because he can't focus. Like, And I've just seen and I've seen how people treated me with my vaccine injury, which was mild. But I would just be telling people like, yeah, I can't feel my face today. And, you know, my today I'm having a lot of prickles, you know, and, and people would just be wouldn't even care. Um, a lot of people didn't want to hear about vaccine injuries because it just went against the narrative that vaccines are great. And so as a filmmaker, I decided the story needs to be told. I got really sick of people telling me, oh, well, I don't know anybody who's vaccine injured. You're the first person. You're the only person I know. And I'm like, trust me, you probably know someone who's vaccine injured. But um, 
But I know so many that for someone to say vaccine injuries don't exist and I'm the only one they've ever heard of, I was like, as a filmmaker, it's time for me to get more stories out and get more stories out to the people who are not seeing the stories because there's a lot of censorship as well. So they're actually not seeing them. So anyway, so I made anecdotals. Um, I finished it. I'm very proud of it. It tells the story. A lot of vaccine injured people have reached out to me since the movie came out, thanking me for making it, saying that they feel heard for the first time. It's giving them courage to speak out. So hopefully we're at a time right now where more and more people are speaking out. Things are going to be known because the main thing is that there's still people who need help right now. That's who are right. curled up, they're curled up on their floor right this minute. People who are going to be committing suicide in a month because they just can't take it anymore and they need help. So that's like the main thing. And then I'll just leave it at um, the movie is free to watch. I put it free, no ads. So it's really easy to share. It's really easy to watch. It's on anecdotalsmovie.com. And, and Deanna, you have a lot of the same, I mean, you put, you wrote a book on this. You're a nurse, you're seeing your patients. One thing that uh, we've seen with the the statistics, and I, I, I'm hoping you can address this when you introduce yourself, is sure. that um, that the, the, the initial deaths, if you will, were kind of high, you know, from the vaccine, but now it's dropping again. But that's kind of misleading because we're seeing longer term people going spiraling down. Can you talk about what you, what you've done and you know with your book and what you do? Sure, sure, thank you. Um, so I'm a nurse practitioner. I work in primary care. Um, I've been a registered nurse for 30 years, but um, seeing patients daily in primary care, you know, uh, 16 to 22 patients a day probably, um, never, had to just like the uh, VAERS system shows that, you know, if you look at 2021, uh, the amount of vaccine reactions is just exponentially higher, more uh, adverse reactions to this vaccine than uh, all other vaccines in our lifetime combined uh, over the last several decades. So I began to see patients uh, basically in uh, February of 2021, which is right when they rolled out. Um, and it's well documented in the medical literature now that um, uh, uh, inflammation, uh, this shot is very, very pro-inflammatory. Uh, I had dozens upon dozens of patients whose inflammatory markers have doubled and tripled and quadrupled. And you can look at the timeline. It was normal for a couple of years or even five years. And then right after the shots, they have a new health problem. You know, the, the suffix itis means inflammation. Uh, the definition <laughs> is inflammation. And so when um, you have terrible high inflammation in your body, uh, wherever that settles, for some people it's settling in the brain, hence all the neurological responses, other people in the heart, of course, uh, other people in the liver and other places. But um, I wrote the book, it's uh, called Vaccine Injuries, Lies and Deaths. Um, the alarming facts about the COVID vaccine and helpful resources for healing. Um, and I wrote it because um, as one provider, you know, there's about 300,000 med- uh, primary care providers in the country, maybe 350, that number was from years ago. Uh, but uh, if you multiply <laughs> that number of providers uh, times the number of people I've seen with health problems. So I wrote the book to honor the fallen, the injured, Um, to tell the truth and to stop the mocking, as Jennifer said, to stop the mocking and the canceling of people who've been injured by this vaccine because the definition of the word vaccine was changed 
in January of 2021 to fit this new type of shot. Yeah, it's not something that we we are dealing with a tsunami of people who are injured and uh, people don't necessarily believe it if they're not injured themselves. And with the censorship that's happening, can one or both of you talk about what, you know, how big of a tsunami is this? And what is it that we're looking at? Because we did see excess deaths initially was was quite high right after the shot. Now it's dropping a little bit, but I don't think it's, I think it's now we're going into long-term mode where we're going to see more people suffer long-term and consequently, consequently more deaths with cancers and other diseases. Who wants to take this on? Like how big of a problem are we facing? So, you know, Ed Dowd just came out with his book. Um, I believe it's called Died Suddenly, um, but um, he did the analysis of life and health insurance disability claims um, and spoke to um, many um, insurance in, in the insurance industry, uh, studying the claims and the deaths. Um, and um, he says that uh, the death rate is up 40% in the working age at age 18 to 65. Um, uh, that event is more than any war we have ever had. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. And then uh, the same thing is happening to children. You know, the news media, not too long ago, a few people heard in the news that the shot was causing a stroke at age 65 and up. Well, it's all over the map. I know a 27-year-old who had a stroke after the shots. Um, and uh, of course, there's been these teenagers as well. So uh, the booster shots definitely are continuing um, the problem. Although, you know, booster uptake, thankfully, has been way down uh, uh, because people are not going back. <laughs> to well, get it's not from a lack of them trying. I mean, I hear the ads continually. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But I do think things develop. I see people anywhere from three weeks to six months later having these inflammatory effects of various kinds, as well as autoimmune dis uh, diseases really skyrocketing. Yeah, well, and just to, to add on to that a little, I mean, as far as like how big did you ask how how big do we think it is, you know? There's also a lot of injury that people don't know is injury because it's not being recognized, it's not being looked for. Um, I posted my injury on Facebook once and I explained what I went through and I had a cousin reach out to me and said that he realized because of what I said that he had a vaccine reaction as well three months ago and didn't know it. He ended up in the emergency room with a stroke right oh, after geez. the vaccine, had no idea it was the vaccine, never thought it was. And then three, three or four months later, he reads my posts and him and his sister are like, that's kind of like what happened to you I think so I think there's also a lot of people a lot of reactions that are happening that we don't know also my paresthesia I have was really bad for the first uh couple months so it was definitely a vaccine injury I'm very aware of what it is I'm very acute to when I get the pins and needles so now uh, two years later I still have it but it's a lot milder and um I could see that someone who doesn't know about vaccine reactions and hasn't been like challenge that maybe it's a vaccine reaction could start having like their hand fall asleep more often their foot fall asleep more often like random things that they're just like oh this is weird wake up and they don't really realize it's a vaccine reaction so I think on that level too it's really large in places that we don't people don't even know they're having a reaction and they are 
I totally well, and, agree with cool. you, Jennifer. <laughs> totally, right? because like, everybody is so nice, and uh, they just wouldn't ever even think that. Well, I slept wrong, or I, you know, I stretched too far when I picked up that box, you know. And there, some of those things obviously do happen every day. But at the same time, um, as your cousin noticed, the timing when you really can look at the timing of some of these things uh, and the uncharacteristic nature, because strokes don't happen in 27 year olds, right? Blood clots don't just randomly happen in 30 year olds, right? So, yeah. Well, Dr. McCullough has been, and I, I tried to make this as loud as I could and repeated it, but he was in front of uh, the congressional panel that Ron Johnson did, and he was saying that we need to immediately, well, first of all, immediately stop the shots, but we also need to immediately set up clinics for people to deal with the side effects of these things. None of that's happened. And so what are we seeing out there with people suffering? Like you were saying, Jennifer, people suffering all alone in a month going to commit suicide. I mean, how, what are we looking at here? I mean, we have people, the government's ignoring and the medical community is ignoring this huge group of suffering people. I mean, what is it that we're really dealing with? I think they want so much to be right and they want i mean or they want to sell their medicine or whatever the whatever is behind it all but there's definitely a concerted effort to make the vaccines look great and hide everything else and it's really sad when you don't care about about the people and i was interviewed by a veteran um and we were comparing being a veteran i mean and as being a veteran i mean we don't need to compare like they're equal equal but like how veterans are if veterans are forgotten in our country the way that we do, the way we treat our veterans, like these are the people who fight for our country, who come back injured and they're overlooked. It just kind of makes sense that like, I guess this is how our country deals with things when there's things they don't want to deal with. They just overlook it. And, and it's cause it's like, they should care. And even the died suddenly, like this is from the vaccine. It's not from the vaccine. Well, because they think it's from the vaccine, like they're not even looking into all these died suddenly. They're not even looking into the heart attacks. Let's say it's not from the vaccine. Let's agree it's not from the vaccine. But if that's the case, what is it? Right, exactly. Let's say it's not, then what is it? Let's look into, and they want the fact that they won't look into it feels like a cover-up and a a sweeping under the rug. It does feel like a cover-up. And, you know, in the past when a vaccine, there's been vaccines that haven't been good. I mean, there's been other medications that haven't been good. There, there would be a lot, let six deaths per 100,000 was, I think it was a measles vaccine, one of them. And they well, took the it off the flu. shelf. Yeah, Go the ahead. swine flu, uh, 2009, the swine flu, you know, I think it was less than 50 people. And that's it what I mean. Halted. Yes. Yes. I mean, they they do have a history of doing the right thing once they learn what's going on. But in this case, they're censoring and defaming and, and ignoring what's going on it is the craziest thing and it's i i mean i you feel like you're in the twilight zone because they have done the right thing in the past so what has changed deanna do you know what has changed being in the medical environment what have you seen why are we so different well you know and dr mccullough um just spoke about some of this and um i believe it was rochester new york 
um, re very recently, just a, a week or so ago. But, you know, unfortunately, all of the three letter agencies, you know, that were trusted for so long by the people and the medical profession have just truly been captured. You know, big pharma, people forget, people don't, actually, they don't even hear about it. But in 2021, after many years of litigation, uh, big pharma was um, liable for $26 billion in their fraudulent promotion during the opioid epidemic. So they yeah. lied to physicians, they doctored data, and $26 billion for helping to create and fuel the opioid, the opioid epidemic. That's on big pharma. So if you look back over the past decade or so, there are just dozens upon dozens of billion dollar lawsuits from a myriad of pharmaceutical companies uh, for wrongdoing, for, for falsifying data, for lying to physicians. And this stuff is never in the news and they're very, very powerful. You know, um, <clears throat> Um, I believe it was the BBC back in 2022, they did a, a story on Pfizer bribing the country of Argentina. That, that's right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, they just have way too much power. And unfortunately, um, uh, apathy in our government has given them that power or they've cooperated with it, you know. Well, the um, medical boards. I mean, yes. I, I have a, you know, we're doing the censored conference and one of the initiatives is to help people, doctors who are trying to inform their patients and not lose their license. The medical boards, when it comes to the opioids, the medical boards, the head of the boards told people to prescribe the opioids as much as possible. And this is your standard of care. So right. it's not just that. I mean, it's the people in bed with each other. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you completely. <laughs> There's much, too much of that in, in all branches, <laughs> at both sides of the aisle. You yeah. know, um, it really goes back many, many years. And I think uh, uh, this is kind of a, a culmination of it. Uh, the good things coming out of it is that patients really, you know, I get new patients constantly who uh, are seeking freedom, you know, for their own medical decision making, or they're seeking help for uh, to recover from the vaccine. And I think as more and more the public learns, understands, uh, they're going to seek that out. Demand is going to go up for those clinics uh, and for uh, 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 pro medical providers, you know, that practice um, uh, with freedom. So um, if there's anything good to come of it, that would be it. Unfortunately, we had to go through um, the suffering, but you mentioned the numbers, you know, I estimated in my book that 30 to 50 million Americans um, would have been affected in some way by these vaccines. Um, and that was, you know, my book, I feel like my book is already outdated, but of course, many people are just learning about it. But so 30 to 50 million Americans, at least affected by the vaccines, that was my estimate. And Jennifer, one of the things that I'm seeing is that there's so few people with the courage necessary to do what's right. There's pockets, but we're still, and it's growing. More people are courageous. As other people are courageous, more people become courageous. But the beginning, I felt like I was one of the few. And, you know, there, there's a lot of us that felt like that. But more, it takes courage. You showed so much courage by putting this film together. Now, what did you see from a courage standpoint? People talk, because I know it's a common theme. People who are injured, they're by themselves. They're, they, they're mocked. They're, the courage seems like it's a theme. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because 
I'm really impressed with what it takes. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's it does take when I was trying to get because it's a video, you know, like it's the the thing about it being a movie is that if you speak up, your face is there. There's no That's getting right. away from it. And um, I actually decided that I needed to put my face on camera and tell my story that that was the way I was going to make this movie more personal than the average documentary that's just a talking head here, a talking head here. But if I kind of bring the audience on my journey with me, and um, when I finished the movie and I saw my face all over the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, do I really want to do this? Like, And every single person that I interviewed and that I asked, I got a lot of people to tell me no. I had someone say, look, I've been struggling to keep work since my injury. I have not kept a job. I am going up for another interview soon. I can't have any of this stuff on me. I just can't be public about this. And um, there's a lot of people. So every single person who's in my movie, I would just say like, yes, is really courageous to come forward because they all know they're putting themselves in a political crossfire. They're putting themselves, you know, and even talking about it, it's like people don't, you know, there's the whole left versus right or whatever. Let's not even say left, right, but like pro-vax, um, vaccine skeptic, vaccine advocate, right? So the vaccine advocates are still, you know, kind of like why are you doing this why are you you could be killing people I've been told that I mean I've definitely been told that that I'm responsible for deaths by making this movie because I'm going to scare some people away from getting vaccinated and that's a horrible thing so it's so you have to decide your conviction but I think when something hits you so strong and it's something so real like you can't you can't avoid it I um I made the movie. I didn't want to for a while either. I was like, do I really want to, you know, do I want to put myself in this? But I was so angry and or so frustrated that I that I had to step up. And that's the same thing with the people who have come up and are talking about it. They're just getting tired of it. They're getting fed up. They're getting tired of being gaslit and ignored. And I think that's where courage comes from is like, there's a certain point where it's like, are you going to do the right thing? Or are you not going to do the right thing? And doctors have thought the same thing, you know, like Deanna, I don't know how much gaslighting you've gotten or how much friction or name calling or if you've been ostracized but like everybody who says anything in this in this in this issue has to have courage or else there's they stay down and it's and it's hard yeah Deanna do you want to talk to that as well because I think that is the the theme yeah 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 um I I just had to do it <laughs> I mean um I don't really want to do it I don't even want to I mean I'm thank you for having me I'm honored to be here and I'm really honored to be here with you Jennifer uh and Sarah both but I I don't want to do this I don't want to be here I don't want to spend my life you That's know right. talking about this I don't want to you know potentially you know uh face persecution <laughs> you know uh none of it really I was I was compelled to do it um, I, uh, of course, you know, those of us in the nursing and medical profession who, you know, have seen the demise, especially, you know, a very healthy uh, people just live in life, you know, and suddenly, you know, they're down with with huge, huge medical problems uh, or or they died suddenly. Um, you know, it's devastating, you know, uh, to watch. Uh, I grieve for for the the people, but I also grieve you know, the, the profession. And, um, I just had to do it. I was compelled to do it. Um, I, I didn't know if it was going to be just for me to get it out <laughs> of myself. Um, That's right. and, therapeutic. Correct. Exactly. But, 
Um, but I will not stop standing up for patients. Um, this I'm with Jennifer. I, I was very, very angry. I still am very angry sometimes. Um, you know, people really trust. They just trust. And um, it's one thing to trust, um, but it's another thing, you know, um, to verify and see um, the demise day after day after day. Um, so yeah, I can see I don't, how that would trigger anger. Yeah, I don't know that mine is necessarily courage. <laughs> um, it's more um, conviction. Um, oh. But I think courage comes with conviction. And my conviction is probably not going to change. So well, I, I, both of you ladies I see as courageous. I think that's really great. Uh, how did we get here where it's so political. It doesn't make sense because we know the numbers now, you know, I'm a mathematician and a engineer by training. So I, I, and a scientist. So I look at these numbers and I'm like, it's so obvious. It's the vaccines hurting more people than it's helping. And we have treatments for COVID. Why are we messing around with the vaccine? That's killing a ton of people. It shouldn't be, uh, any kind of left-right issue. It shouldn't be a political issue. How did we get here that something that's so basic should be a political issue? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's the media and how it's been covered. And there's a lot of people on both sides that are victims of the media. Um, and so, first of all, censorship. Like, you know, so I've been doing these and I hear people talk and I hear people who are angry and they're angry at the pro-vax people because they, the, the anti-vax people were right all along and the pro-vax people were jerks and they're angry. But I'm like, you have to understand, like, not everybody has the same battle. Like, that's what I tell people. Like, we all have different battles. You know, if you're living in Flint, Michigan and your water is still, is still polluted, you're wondering why we're not taking up your cause. We're wondering why, why is the rest of the country not caring that there is a city that with pollution, you know, the train, the train derailment, like everybody has their own issues, right? So if you're, if you weren't affected by vaccine injury, then, and you don't know anybody who was, then that's kind of not your issue. So it allows you to kind of keep it in the background and not look at the numbers, not look at the stuff. And then when the media is feeding you specific things and the media, if I talk about my vaccine injury, I'm censored. If yes. she tries to promote her book, she's censored. She cannot do that. She cannot do a video promoting her book on YouTube. I cannot tell my thing. So the people who aren't really involved in this because it's not their battle, they're being fed this really strong narrative by the government, by the media. And they're not understanding that they're actually being gaslit. And so I think that's kind of an understanding to have. And then there's the people on the other side who are being fed this really strong narrative that the, the pro-vax people hate them and want them killed and and feel like they should be ostracized. And, and you know, and so the media shows these really angry pro-vax people calling the anti-vax people idiots and and you know and so then they get really mad at the anti-vax people when really there's a lot of people with love in their hearts there's a lot of centered people there's a lot of people who were pro-vax but still thought you shouldn't have to be mandated there are people in the middle but we're not seeing that in the media we're seeing the angry people on both sides saying ignorant irrational things on both sides and that's making us hate each other more and um 
that's what I see. It's just it's a division that's like being caused and we're all falling for it. Like the people, it's it's political on both sides and the people on the left are falling for the, for, are falling for hating, you know, those people and the people on the right are falling for hating the people on the left and we're they're all being manipulated. And it's being caused by the censorship of the people who are the voices yeah. trying to get information out there. Yeah. yeah, I like to tell people, and I do often, I say, you know, this is not, okay, this is not uh, CNN versus Fox, okay, this is not red versus blue, <laughs> this is like way over here, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. it's, it's way over here, it's not any of those things, so please, you know, it's so far over, <laughs> and you know, I, I go back to the stories about which did make the news very slightly, myocarditis in young men, Okay, and strokes of 65 and up or the clot with the J&J, &J, which was a total scapegoat, in my opinion. But that's right. You heard clots 65 and up in the news, maybe. And so I have people who say that they did hear a little bit about that, you know, but um, but but then when I when I re remind them that it's it's not Fox versus CNN, it's not red versus blue. It's way over here. And when the news tells you that it's 65 and up. Uh, having potential strokes that we've known that we've I've seen that you know the number of of clots <clears throat> in a year's time is up you know five to six times the normal number uh, of people having a stroke in my you know work that I see uh, at least five to six times so um, I just tell them that the news is only telling you a very tiny bit of the story and and definitely not the whole story. <laughs> you know, the Trusted News Initiative uh, is, in my personal opinion, is not really to be trusted when they narrate what is said all over the world. Um, it's not it's not independent journalists, you know, that are telling these stories. The the media, as Jennifer said, is um, is is, you know, they're going to say what only what they're given to say what's put on the teleprompter or given handed them in their hand but it's far 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 beyond fox versus cnn or left versus right i agree with you okay so i think we're dealing with crimes against humanity at a major level i and i want to hear if you guys think that and you know the number of people who are being injured and killed like jennifer said these numbers are beyond any war or no i think diana you said that ed dowd said that or somebody it doesn't matter who said it that the facts <laughs> are the facts the um the numbers are beyond what because i did a chart back in the day on just this the veteran suicides of how the veteran suicides are we've lost more veterans from suicides than we've lost in um vietnam world war one and we're approaching world war two but this is, and I did that like probably eight years ago, but this is beyond that. We're talking about losses at a level beyond all wars put together almost. How does that not rise to crimes against humanity? And what is your view on that? We can start with Deanna. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the one question that I thought that I probably don't want to answer, but I'm just gonna, I'm pretty, you know, Dr. McCall has been such, such a hero and, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna agree with, with him probably. Um, and again, he just spoke about this in New York uh, a week or so ago. Um, but, you know, more and more evidence is coming out all the time uh, related to the DOD. Um, so um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. 
I think uh, prayerfully time will tell, um, you know, um, the investigation starting into COVID origins, you know, might get us a little bit closer. I don't know. Um, I'm hopeful. Uh, but um, I... Well, you're saying, you're saying that the DOD, there's more and more evidence showing the DOD might be involved, but the scary part of that is that's an attack, a committed war on its own people, which is like, oh my gosh, it, it's hard to get your head wrapped around it. But I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah, well, I will just add that, you know, I have, um, so, and you know, the other thing is, you know, these anti-vaxxer labels, pro-vaccine, anti-vaxxer camp, all of these things, you know, it, you know, uh, and Jennifer emphasized that, you know, um, why we don't have to, the media makes it a very ugly fight, but we don't have to, you know, I do believe in about a handful, five or so vaccines. I do. Uh, but, uh, but there are certain vaccines that I think are helpful much later in life. Um, or if someone's 18 and about to enter the medical field, they should probably consider maybe the hepatitis vaccine, but a newborn infant who isn't, you know, born to an IV drug abusing mom has no need for a hepatitis vaccine, uh, when they're uh, one month or two months old, you know, so I've been back researching vaccines for many years. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I'm pro-freedom. Uh, no mandates for any of that and let each person make their personal decision, which I think probably, um, you know, uh, just like other issues, the media does that, you know, terrible, uh, promotes that terrible uh, fighting extremes where most of us are somewhere, you know, in the middle on that. Isn't so, it just basic though with vaccine? Shouldn't we just look at it and say, is this beneficial or not? You know, I mean, sure. do the numbers show? And we're just not allowed to even look at some of those basic questions, which is right. as a scientist, like why are we not looking at some that's just basic? I'm I'm just more of a computer mathematician. So I'm like, okay, is it helping or not? And if it's not helping more than it's hurting, then we really need to look at this. It's not that complicated, people. Why is this a political fight. So Jennifer, what do you think about my statement about the crimes against humanity? I mean, we're looking at some numbers that are, you know, worldwide, it's even worse than what I'm saying just in the United States. Yeah, I I definitely think there's crimes against humanity. I mean, with what's going on. And I think at first it's like, you know what, tell the, just be honest and say, Hey, we're trying this. We don't know. And even if they had been honest without mandating it, there were a lot of people that were willing to roll up their sleeves and give it a try. So I'm like, let's leave it at that. So, I mean, for me, the big crimes are, they mandated it. They made, yep. they forced people to get it. And it's just like, without even telling the truth. And, um, and that's not okay because they, they knew that there were things that they didn't know about it and they just made everybody feel safe and they made them get it. And that's, that's not okay. That's it's okay to give it if people want to take it. If you tell them the truth beforehand, we don't know. This is new. It could save us. It could, you know, and then also help the people who are injured who do roll up their sleeves. Like that's and that's not being done. And then also when they started talking about giving it to six month olds and giving it to, to you know, women. yeah, pregnant women, six month. That's when I'm like, this is a crime because the trials did not include pregnant women. And, and doctors were telling pregnant women to get it, that it was safer. And they didn't, and it was obvious they just didn't know it. Same thing with kids. They were like, you know, any kid under, at least under 20, at a certain point, it was very clear, one in 5,000 16 to 22 year olds get myocarditis. And that's a high estimate. It's, I mean, it's, it's less than that, but that was a certain point, that was the number. 
And it was just kind of like, okay, if if one in 5,000 are, are getting it, are getting myocarditis of, of a 16 to 22 year olds are getting um, myocarditis and how many of them are dying, you're exactly right. Look at the numbers. And it's like on those, it was very clear. With kids, it was very clear. And with mandates, it was very clear. To some of us, it's clear on all levels, you know, or after a while, it became very clear that it just wasn't working. But at least the ones that you can't argue, and there were other countries in the world that did not allow shots for kids under 16. (laughs) Like, you know, so there were like, and they weren't even dying from COVID. It's like, yeah, so it's like, why are we with an experiment? Yeah. Yeah, children aren't dying of COVID. And Jennifer, I was just going to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. There's several other countries, you know, that aren't allowing it under 30. Um, Yeah, (laughs) uh, under 12. Um, You know, definitely not infants like the United States. Let's give it to a six month old. Why would we give, by the way, the vaccine is is, it's out of date. Okay, the first virus is not it's gone. Why would why would anybody, (laughs) you know, I have people now you know, have, I know people personally and who come and see me who, you know, they want to go to nursing school and they have to go get the first shot, which is the, the virus is gone. It, this is how, you know, it's not really about a virus. So are we losing a lot? Are we losing a lot of people not willing to go to nursing school, not willing to go to medical school and things because they just are being mandated to get the shot. And they're like, well, hell no, I'm not going to, I mean, come on, look at the data, guys. Why would I do this? That's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So where are we going to go from here? You know, will we have a day of reckoning? Will we be able to do Nuremberg style? I mean, the Nuremberg code is that people are supposed to have conform, you know, informed consent. That is the law, international law. And we didn't follow that. So will we have a day of reckoning where humanity comes to grip with what we were faced with and rectifies it for the future of humanity? I mean, when I'm still, when my movie is still getting censored off Facebook, off, I can't, like I tried to put my movie in the comments of Facebook. Someone was like, oh, where can I see your movie? And in the comment, I just put my website. Um, and let me just reiterate this movie. My movie is not political. I actually made this people, this movie for pro-vax people. So there are people who are very anti-vax who are like, this movie is too soft. You need to, you need to be more angry. And I'm like, no, I, I did not make this movie for the echo chamber. I made it actually softly and with compassion for the people who just haven't been asking questions. So that's where it stands. It's a very gentle that's middle, good. not political movie. Um, and I put the website in the comments and Facebook just two days ago and it wouldn't let me post it. It said pending and it, and I did it again. It said pending. And then I did another one, which I just said, hi, how are you doing? And it posted right away. Yeah. I'm like, as long as I'm still I being know. censored at, for doing something like to- not political and yet you can still go on Facebook and see, and see Rochelle Walensky saying you will not get COVID if you get the shot. You see Fauci saying you will, you you know, you do not spread it as much if you are vaccinated. And these you can still find because I have them in my movie and I have links to them on the website. So it's like, there's still lies. I mean, by the CDC, by Walensky, like just out that are not being censored, at least censored, at least take those things down. And at least take the lies down. Yeah. Or what they're wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. hard not to be an angry person when you're censored on the truth and people are dying. But it is important that we reach others and you have to do it with some 
yes. some soft gloves. I, I understand that it's, it's a difficult balance. What do you think Deanna with the, um, you know, what, what I said about the day of reckoning and will we be able to move towards something that's healthy? I mean, we have to get through this to, yeah. for the sanity. Yeah, well, Go ahead. Sure. Sure. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful. Like I said, um, that it will move in that direction. There's, there's good signs and things popping up, you know, truthforhealth.org, the world council for health, not the WHO. I encourage all physicians and nurses to support the AAPS, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, aapsonline.org, rather than the um, AMA, um, and um, FLCCC physicians, of course, um, my free doctor. So, and I think um, there, you know, I know a, a few physicians in Virginia who you know, were ousted by corporations for not taking the vaccine. And now they, they have their own practice. Uh, they have their that's own great. practice. So I do think that's going to be popping up, you know, more and more. Um, I'm sure somebody, um, although FLCCC and Truth for Health, you know, uh, the wellness, uh, Dr. McCullough's group, uh, I know that they don't say they're a vaccine recovery clinic, but, um, but I think there's going to be more and more popping up. But the day of reckoning, you know, are they ever going to admit <laughs> that these things that uh, Jennifer was just listing, you know, I, I don't know about that. Um, I do think that there's got to be a whole lot of overhaul uh, in Washington, D.C. Um, on all levels, probably. But, you know, um, unfortunately, too many corporations are captured as well. So um, how far is that um, overhaul going to go? Is there ever going to be um, uh, that that day of reckoning where it, it's really all out there? Good question, Sarah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, how many people died? How many Jewish people died supposedly in gypsies and all that in the the you know, the camps we're talking are just through that whole process. Maybe what, I don't know the numbers, 9 million. I'm sorry if I don't have the right number, everybody. We're talking way higher numbers than that overall worldwide. And so we were, um, you know, I saw growing up, I saw documentary after documentary about what happened in Germany so that the world could heal and never again. Well, what are we going to do with a crime that's bigger than that? And that's the question. And where are we going to take that? And how many people with inside the system is going to have the courage? I keep going back to courage because, you know, for every one of the people who don't understand what's going on, there are people in the system that do and should be fighting. And um, it just is going to take a collection of us with courage, I think. Yeah. And I think also just to your point, it's also going to take compassion and letting go of anger. Um, yep. it, I feel a lot of anger and I absorb it. So I'm more angry. I'm more angry. I'm I having know. another round of anger, just talking <laughs> about my movie because I absorb the anger. I get it because I'm somebody who gets both sides. Like I really do. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling to have compassion. And in that, if I try to, you know, have compassion for the side that doesn't understand what's going on still, even though it seems like ridiculous that you would still get two boosters and two shots and COVID twice and keep getting it. And, you I know, know, I know. It's, if we really, really care about a reckoning, we have to, we have to have compassion and, 
and not hate people. And then I find myself saying that. And then I see comments, people saying stuff about me. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just this, and, know. you know, and I, I feel it, the anger from both sides equally. And it's just not helping. If you want to be angry and say, you're right, congratulations, you've, you've arrived. You can, you can be happy now. But is that going to make you happy? Like if we're really looking for a reckoning, we have to understand what is going to change and what's going to change something is people coming together so that people don't get so defensive and people are more willing to listen. That's what I think. So we have to let go of the hate, the anger. You have to understand just because you think someone's a moron because um, because they don't know something you've known for years. I could probably call you a moron for something that you haven't known for years on a totally different subject. Like we all have our ignorances. We all have things we are fed and, you know, maybe be mad at the government. Yeah. But like, we need to come together as people and stop letting this like division feed on us. So, and you brought that up earlier. And I was like, I just want to, I think that's how we get better is we start to love and understand compassion, empathy, and stop hating each other. And have the conversation. Right. I mean, not be censored so we can have these conversations. Yes. And I agree, Jennifer, um, you know, just humility and gentleness and kindness. You know, um, when I have someone who um, realizes uh, uh, because sometimes I'll show someone the drastic change in their lab work right after um, or even if it's just someone that I'm speaking to, you know, in the public or whatever. Um, uh, it's always going to be, uh, that, that discourse, you know, that engagement, that gentleness and, and no, no hard feelings. I'm, I'm with you. I go through cycles <laughs> of anger and grief, um, on my own, but when we're trying to repair all of this damage in the public, you know, um, I, the gentleness and, um, and the kindness and, uh, just coming together, um, is what we definitely need. Several people, thankfully, have told me that my book comes across as very compassionate and heartbroken for the people. Um, and so uh, hopefully that can be a measure of healing um, as well, because um, I've had a few folks tell me that they, um, for example, one person told me she just had it sitting on her kitchen counter when her mother came over and her mother happened to pick it up and read it for 15 or 20 minutes, just read, just opened it up and just randomly read somewhere and said, oh my, I had no idea. And then she said, let me think about that for a minute, you know, so it maybe can open some uh, people's eyes in a gentle way. That's yeah. great. Okay. Well then people need to see your movie and buy your book. Okay. So where can they get your movie, Jennifer? It's, so it's free on YouTube. <clears throat> also a lot of people have like pirated it and put it on rumble and odyssey and all that stuff but the best quality is youtube um i also think youtube's a good place to watch it even though a lot of us hate youtube um it was taken down from youtube because of the censorship and youtube actually put it back up um mm -hmm. And I think that had to do with Senator Ron Johnson tweeting about the censorship and the movie. It like people were, cause they were like, this movie is not misinformation. And um, so YouTube has officially apologized and said that this wow. movie is accepted on YouTube. Yes. So I think it's the only vaccine injury accepted okay on YouTube. So the more it's shared and watched on YouTube, the more it'll come into in front of people who need to see it 
who aren't, you know, quite looking for it. So, but, and on the website, it's the YouTube. So if you go to the website to watch it, it's the YouTube link. So it's the same thing. The website is uh, www.unagreatmovie. I mean, sorry, that's my other movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my other movie. Um, www.anecdotalsmovie.com watch it, share it. If you have anybody in your life that you're trying to open their eyes and you've had arguments with them, this is a movie you can share with them. And even if they don't want to watch it, I say, if you're having a good conversation, just say heart to heart. If you love me, if, you, if you're if you open-minded, watch 15 minutes of this movie and then turn it off. And I think even that is gonna, they're gonna see things they can't unsee. It's gonna open some questions in their mind. Um, so please like just share it. I have a, I had it fact-checked. I spent three months fact-checking everything. If you go to the website, there's a um, tab for references. Every single study I mentioned, every single newspaper article, every single YouTube video, every single news clip, I have a link to on the reference page. So you can click on it, read the whole study, watch the whole news clip. So it's very thoroughly thought out so that people who want to be skeptical you know, you can check it out yourselves and say, oh no, this actually is what the study said. Anyway, so yeah, share it, watch it and anecdotalsmovie.com. Yeah, you're right. It's hard not to be angry with YouTube, which, but there are a lot of people who watch YouTube who would not watch any of the other platforms and we got to get to them too. Mm -hmm. So I can suck that up a little bit. So <laughs> I can do that. Greater um, good. <laughs> Deanna, where where can they get your book? Uh, so on Amazon, if you can uh, just type in Deanna Klein and vaccine, Deanna Klein vaccine, it should come right up. Um, but that is right now the only place that it is. Um, but the title is Vaccine Injuries, Lies and Deaths. Um, also heavily cited. Um, and, um, you know, the most, um, uh, to me, the most um, uh, strongest piece of evidence is the FDA's own um, uh, document, their, their meeting that they had in October of 2020, which was before U.S. Uh, rollouts of the vaccines. And on page 17 of that um, meeting, it was a um, vaccine and related biologic products meeting at the FDA. And on page 17, they listed their working list of side effects of the vaccine, of which many of these uh, things that we've been discussing are on there, myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes, clots of all kinds, serious inflammation and neurological injury, among others. And of course, the um, unfortunate pregnancy outcomes as well are on there. So all of those things were already listed and known by the FDA uh, before they even rolled out on U.S. soil. Yeah, that's that's what Jennifer was saying too. There are certain things that are just you can't say they didn't know, and um, that's so. Now we're looking at a, at something more serious. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having the courage to do what you're doing. People need this. We need this. There's so many people suffering, and so we need what you guys, you two have done. And so I'm so proud of you. And I'm so thankful that you have showed your courage and your willingness to, to do what it takes to help others. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a platform. That's, that's, yes. that's a big courageous thing too. There are many people who won't give platforms. So thank you. 
Yes, absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Great to meet you, Jennifer. I'm so yeah. glad to meet you. I'm gonna I have a Friday night movie now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely gonna get your book too. Thank you. No, yeah, great to meet you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you.